Hey everybody, it's Stefan Molyneux. I know we're live on a couple of the platforms. We're just going to see how the platforms do as a whole. I just, I just wanted to check in and see how how everyone's doing. I um, we got a kind of bit of a community here, and of course a lot is uh, uh, a lot is going on, and I just wanted to know how you all are doing and. Get together. Uh, I guess we've got time during the day now. Well, my life hasn't changed an enormous amount. Uh, being home from quarantine, I mean, I kind of work from home anyway, so uh, things have been a little bit the same, although I'm not, of course, able to go out much, uh, if at all. Uh, I'm trying to think the last time. Other than going, I still go hiking, of course. And that's nice, although it's interesting. A lot of people are out hiking, but not many people are, uh, are getting it all close. And I just wanted to check in with you guys and, uh, and see how you're doing. And uh, how, how, how's your economics? I mean, this is really, really tough for, right, for a lot of people. And so I just wanted to, why, why, why am I not playing any more Doom? I will. I've just, I've just been really busy lately. I've just been cranking out a huge amount. I'm supposed to be doing a live event with Sargon right now. Uh, no, I haven't heard anything about that. It's supposed to be, I just checked with them today. It's supposed to be 5 p.m. Why, did they say something? Uh, this is <laughs> Lhasa 7. I'm supposed to be in a live event with Sargon? Uh, yeah, well, um, yeah, I checked with them this morning. It was supposed to be, uh, uh, later today. But, you know, obviously this will be a very short stream if that turns out to be the case, because I did kind of give a commitment to him. But let's see. Um... You should check out my shorts, too. Just to, you know, check out my shorts. That sounds kind of funny, right? But um, uh, let me just say, 50 minutes, minutes from now. Sorry about this. A little housekeeping. Uh, just let me know. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm doing well. Um, I mean, you know, if, if we're talking money, obviously donations have kind of crashed, which I completely understand. And the last thing I want to do is ask for donations during a time like this. But is uh, is kind of a challenge. Somebody says, "Hi, Steph. I'm a young incel and I'm kind of lost in life. Can I call into your show for advice?" You certainly, certainly can. 161 waiting on the Sargon interview feed. Yeah, but I think that's a little early because uh, we're not supposed to go for another 50 minutes. And I kind of wanted to check in and see how uh, how you guys are doing. And um, how's it been for everyone out there? To be home like this. So people say, I'm fortunate enough to work from home. My wife's a teacher, so we can get normal income, just can't go out. Somebody says, I still got a job. I'm really bored. I wish I had a garden. By the way, I'm donating to you now. Well, listen, thanks. I really appreciate that. Uh, that's very, very nice. Um, wondering why pandemic was not declared in 2018 when 61,000 died of the flu. Uh, listen, I mean, calling the coronavirus a flu is like calling a lion a, a cat. I mean, I get this. they're in the same family, but they're not the same beats, right? Reinfection rates are high with COVID. Uh, it can damage organs uh, permanently, and uh, it's really nasty. It's really nasty as a whole. So, did I beat Doom yet? No, listen, I'm not going to play without you guys. Of course not. I'm going to play without you guys, without my... You know what I do need to do is I, I do need to get the hang of uh, uh, this uh, alternative fire. Uh, so, no, I haven't done it. I will only play when I'm live streaming, because I just... I guess what I could say, I'm a glutton for mockery. What can I tell you? Uh, I drive a truck. I'm making more than ever. Yeah, of course, for some people, 
it is um uh it is a big boon right it's a big boon for some people you know like all those congressmen and congresswomen who saw fit to take advantage perhaps of their insider knowledge to sell off airline companies and to uh, buy stocks in video conferencing companies so yeah that's uh that's pretty wild so what else have we got going on there still working in an auto body shop work is slowing down yeah of course people aren't driving as much right so it'll be interesting to see whether more people are survive because people aren't driving and more people die because of coronavirus right somebody said david says i lost my job in a bistro I'm a student with my own flat. Uh, that's not tire, but apartment for the non-Brits among us. But I temporarily returned to my family because of financial reasons. I'm a student. The bar exam for lawyers has been canceled in America. Wow. Yeah, COVID-19 is not, is not the same. I wish Canada would get on board with making masks. Well, you know, of course, you know, you've got Trump working the, uh, working the phones, desperate to get manufacturing produced in America, and we've got our ex-drama teacher, hothead, prime minister, staying at home because why? Because why? I don't know. Just staying home. Dale says, I do appreciate you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys too enormously. What name, what no name are you planning to debate next? Um, well, um, you, you guys let me know. Uh, you know, here's the thing. You want to be proactive. If you want me to debate someone, then, you know, set it up and, and, uh, Set me a time. I'm, I'm kind of available these days. So uh, set me a time and we'll, we'll sort it out from there. Will we get the reset we desperately need? Yeah, there's no going back. Uh, there's no going back from, uh, from this. Uh, people's lives are forever altered. Uh, it's a permanent part of the human landscape. And the summer is over, right? Like winter is over um, in terms of the seasons, but uh, winter is just coming in terms of life and reality as a whole. So. Somebody says, hello, I'm French. I was very sick, but no COVID. I escaped from a leftist, leftist sociopath. She thought I was infected from COVID and wanted to throw me in a hospital. But even sick, I escaped this nightmare. Well, that's interesting, right? That's interesting because, boy, are people's relationships ever being exposed, so to speak, from this, right? I mean, it's pretty wild when you think about it. You get to really find out whether you like the people you live with, whether you like the, the person you married, uh, and whether you get along with your friends, uh, whether simply hang, like the, the people who have these quasi friendships to do with getting together and smoking pot or drinking, well, that's largely gone by the wayside, right? So there is a great sorting event that is occurring in the world at the moment. How many people can handle their own company? How many people are enjoying the time with the people that they love and the people that they live with or the people they say they love? I think there'll be a lot of babies coming out of this and also a lot of divorces. You get that brush of mortality, you get a shake-up to your routine. You know, sometimes creativity is just jumping the tracks, and coronavirus has caused us all to jump the tracks. I've improved some relationships, some relationships are falling away, and, I mean, I'm having a, I hate to say it, because, you know, that's not true for everyone, but I am having a wonderful time at home with my wife and my daughter. Um, we are uh, getting into a new game, so we are, my daughter is running a Dungeons & Dragons campaign, which is incredibly fun. And, um, and really challenging. She's got a lot of clever traps and all of that. So we are really enjoying ourselves. And I'm getting a tiny bit swole. I'm not getting, of course, lift buffer style, but uh, I'm having the time to work out every day. And you know, it's kind of funny. You know, it's kind of funny. So to some degree, well, to a large degree, and no, no, pretty much, let's be, let's be honest, exclusively. Um, oh, you know what? Here I am talking about not donating, and I've got a donate low bar. 
Let me turn that off because that is not the message I want to give right now. You can help, great. Please save your money. I think you probably need it, right? And certainly if you need it. But the communists shut down my speaking career by physically attacking venues and, and bomb threats and death threats and so on. And, and now Chinese communism has shut down everyone's speaking career. So yeah, it's kind of funny uh, in a tragic kind of way. Corona will reset the entire society and people will demand quality relationships. Steph, will you be publishing the poetry plays and novels from when you were younger? You know, I would love to. And I actually, believe it or not, I just had a dream about this, that I was working in a creative field, which is kind of where I came from. And you know what I will give you guys? I will give you guys a very nice little preview here. So this, I did an analysis, actually. I, I, I did this in early December of last year. But I did not... Uh, publish it. And what it is, is an analysis of a poem that I wrote many years ago for a friend of mine whose father died, and the poem is called Farewell, Father. And let me just dig it up here. I'll just give you the poem. I have, this is the short version. This is just the poem. But I did do um, an entire uh, analysis of the poem, but here's the poem itself. It might be something that uh, you guys... Uh, you guys enjoy. I certainly am quite pleased with the poem. I'll, I'll throw it in the chat here, and uh, you can enjoy it. Full farewell, Father. And it's, uh, well, she read it at his funeral, and it was really quite, uh, quite powerful. All right. So, uh, what else have we got going on? I'm checking in with you guys, see how you're doing. Are you live streaming with Sargon? Yes, soon. Yes, soon. Um, what do you think about the financial dispute between Northern Europe and Southern Europe in regards to Corona? Well, I mean, it's socialism, right? I mean, the, the whole EU thing is just an exercise in collectivism and socialism, so of course it's going to be, uh, it's going to be rough. Uh, a friend of mine, someone says, died and he can't attend the, publish, he can't attend the uh, funeral. I'm very, very sorry about that. I really am. And um, what can I tell you? It's, it's, it's heartbreaking. Babies born in 2020 will be called coronials. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. All right. Uh, Stefan, the estimates on the deaths are speculation. Fauci is not an expert with data modeling. I get that this is a different virus, but errors can cost lives in other ways. Well, absolutely. Of course, right? I mean, the, the days of easy answers are over. And this is part of a whole global awakening. Like, it's kind of a cliched phrase, but people are really going to wake up from this. Because there is no easy answer. Do we go back to work and thus risk spreading coronavirus even more? Do we stay home and then there's going to be problems associated with the economic shutdown? There is not an easy answer. And that's reality. Like reality is if you can't just make up money, if you can't print money, if you can't borrow, if you can't tax, if you can't defer spending through unfunded obligations and massive pensions, particularly for unions, if you actually have to deal with reality, as most of us have to do, then you recognize that everything is a cost-benefit analysis. Everything is kind of a trade-off, right? And so because everything's a trade-off, this idea that you've got easy answers, this done, right? This is done. This, um, just this perspective that you can borrow, print, and be a sophist and, and claw your way through foggy verbal diarrhea out of every seeming painted-into-a-corner red spot of fiscal doom, like that's all done. 
that's all done. Of course, the bailout is catastrophic, and the, the, the government should have money in the kitty, right? You know, like the old theory that came out of Keynes that the government is, should spend when the economy is slow and then save when the economy speeds up. I mean, anybody with half a brain would know that that was nonsense. And he was only promoted, of course, like so many intellectuals are, because he serves the needs and preferences of those in power. But there's no money. This is exactly the kind of crisis that the government should have saved for. And, of course, in a democracy where the average citizen is all the economic integrity and independence of your average yellow-beaked bird in a nest squawking for mommy to retch some worms into its gullet, uh, people are just going to want, want, want. And there is no money, and the money is going to run out even faster. And, of course, people now have seen how quickly the government can move when it wants to. How quickly can the elites make a move when it comes to saving their own hides? How quickly can borders be closed when it comes to saving their own hides? Well, the answer is pretty damn quickly. <laughs> pretty damn quickly. And so that's kind of important as well. So yeah, the estimates on the deaths are speculation. Absolutely, this is a new beast. Nobody knows how it's going to play out. Nobody knows how it's going to mutate. This is a new entry in the human lexicon of invisible sociopathic killers that tend to characterize just about all of nature as a whole. So yes, this is a mess. Uh, it is a mess. And you know, it's funny too, because by refusing to close the borders, the media has handed this big giant propaganda victory to all the white nationalists out there or all the ethno-nationalists out there. And uh, it's tragic. Tragic. World debt, $253 trillion and counting. Stefan, do a series on homeschooling. You know, that's interesting. It's kind of like the dance, right? So this is kind of like the dance, which is, I did a homeschooling uh, live stream and, and introduction to homeschooling, and I mean, the views that it got was really, really sad. And it's kind of like a dance, right? I love doing the call-in shows, and they do very well on podcast downloads, but they do very badly on YouTube views. And so it's kind of like a dance. I want to reach a lot of people, but I also want to satisfy people who are existing audience members. And I just did a whole uh, question out there uh, on the Discord server and on Subscribestar. Uh, and you can go to subscribestar.com forward slash free domain. And, and I wanted to know what people wanted me to do. And you guys can tell me here too. Like this is not just for people who subscribe to the show. I want to know. I, I work for you. And I want to know what you guys want me to do. What is it that you would be most enjoyable for you? What is it would be most exciting for you? What is it that would help pass the time the most for you? What would you like from me? I can give you novels. I can give you dramatic readings of my early plays. I can give you like a wide variety of things. But you tell me what it is that you want me to do because I am here for you. I work for you and if enough people want me to do a series on homeschooling, I will. I think there's already a lot of resources out there. Maybe I can bring a particular perspective. Somebody says, can you give us a rundown on how you think this is going to go? Thank you. Well, I think what's going to happen is people are going to recognize and realize, of course, as they do, and as I'm sure you guys do as well, that you can't keep the economy uh, dead in the water forever. That at some point, the cost is going to be uh, a lot worse than the benefit, right? So then what's going to happen is people are going to go back to work and they're going to go back to work and there is going to be an economic startup, but things are going to be reconfigured. We're not going to just go back to where we were before any more than I go back to who I was before I had cancer. I mean, you just, you're a different person afterwards. Not fundamentally, it doesn't change your entire personality, but 
you know, your perspectives and, and so on. I, I took a lot more risks after I had cancer because they just didn't really feel like that many risks, that much of a risk compared to. So the economy is going to return, but it's not going to return to the way it was. A lot of people are going to continue to work full-time or part-time at home. A lot of business travel is not going back to the way that it was. And people have now gotten used to video conferencing and phone calls and, and Skype and Zoom and, and StreamYard and you name it. And there is not going to be a return. I mean, there'll be some, of course, right? There will not be a return to the way things were. People are going to save their money. You know, it only takes one particular brush up to that absolute wall of being out of money. And that literally scares the hell out of you to the point where you'll have a couple of bits of cheddar stuffed aside for when winter comes. You know, we've all been squirrels eating our own nuts, so to speak, thinking that winter is never going to come. And people have now been terrified into saving money. Good. You know, not good because it gives resources to the banksters, but good because it means that people are not going to be churning the economy with all these useless purchases for things that wear out and you get bored of. Uh, you know, try not to spend money on things that run out in value and try and invest in things that increase in value. And so people aren't going to go, the economy is not going to go back to the way it was. Now, the other thing, of course, that's going to happen inevitably is that people are going to go back to work, quote, too soon. And, and what I mean by that is they're going to go back to work because the economy, I mean, what is it, tomorrow is the 1st of April. Uh, by the way, massive tax raise here in Canada right in the middle of a pandemic because, you know, ideology is much more important than, say, the survival of actual human beings. You really, really want to make sure that you crank up the carbon tax by 50% in the middle of a goddamn pandemic because psycho pretty hair boy runs our country into the ground. So, um, people are going to go back to work, and then there's going to be a big flare-up, of course, of coronavirus. I mean, it's, it's out there. It's embedded in human society. It's not going away. And so, there's going to be a slowdown, of course, in the cases, and you can see a tiny slowdown already beginning to occur. Now, the reason for that, what's causing that, what's going on about that, I couldn't tell you, but I'm just... Based on the raw numbers, you can see a slight easing of the curve with regards to this exponential rise in cases. So people are going to say, okay, look, we've, we've, social distancing is working. We're going to get back to work and, you know, we'll just hope, cross our fingers and hope. So people will start going back to work and they will be cautious and they will be aware and they will be, you know, being a germaphobe is just being, you know, common sense. You know, like being a bat and hiding from Chinese people is just common sense, right? And so people will go back to work and then the second wave will hit. And what's going to happen with the second wave, I think, is that people are going to say, well, social distancing, we tried it and it almost cracked the economy in two. So we're just going to have to grit our teeth, knuckle down and weather the storm. The storm. The storm of the CCP virus is going to be upon us. And so people, consumer spending is going to go down. Travel spending, of course, is going to go down and not going to go back up again enormously. Normally, there's this big pent-up demand, but people are going to hang on to their money because I'm telling you guys, like, please save your money and hang on to your money because the second wave is going to be pretty rough. 
And the second wave is going to come when people stop this social distancing and go back to work. And another thing that's interesting is that people have said, well, you know, if there's no government school, society will collapse because people, and look, schools are all closed and people are finding a way to manage. I hope that you all understand what this means. This means that you could change out of a government school system and if there was a transition of a couple of weeks to something else, people would be perfectly fine. You know, we're stronger and more resilient and tougher and deeper and wiser than we think. And this is revealing all of this. This is a massive once-in-a-century historical event exacerbated and deepened and widened by social media because you didn't have this kind of view on a world pandemic in the past. And we're never going to be the same again. The economy is never going to be the same again. That doesn't mean worse. There's a lot of frivolous, frou-frou, white elephant, knick-knack, trish-trash, garbage purchases that go on. I think people are going to resist the urge for, oh my gosh, I need the Xbox 1.1 and, and they're going to make do with what they have. And people's relationships are going to improve over the course of this coronavirus quarantine because they either find a way to get along better if they're not getting along or they're going to bust up as soon as it's done, which is probably for the best if they can't find a way to get along. You know, there's nothing wrong psychologically. In fact, there can be something very good psychologically with the brush up of the cloak of mortality that comes with a flyby from death himself, right? We've all thought about this, right? I mean, I woke up last week in the middle of the night with a hella sore throat. You know, it got across your mind a little. <laughs> uh, am I coughing? Am I, I need to cough? I don't know. It's strange, right? All right. Hopefully we'll get used to wearing face masks. Well, you're more susceptible to disease when stressed. Meme it out of existence. That's interesting. Stefan, is the God of Atheist paperback version still available? Will you post the audiobook version on YouTube? Uh, at the moment, I'm keeping it for people who subscribe through Subscribestar, and uh, it is a great book. I actually was thinking of rereading it. I have another book called Almost, which is a massive three-volume series of a British family and a German family from the end of World War I through the end of World War II. And I would love to do that as an audiobook, but that is a pretty big time commitment. That's 350,000 words. All right. Let me just, I mean, you know, I keep getting uh, stuff about this stuff with Sargon, but I'm still not getting, I didn't get any messages uh, from him. Let me just double check here. Um, did he double book? Uh, I checked with them this morning. It's supposed to be 5 p.m. my time, so should have another 10 or 15 minutes. And listen, it's really nice to see you guys, and it's really nice to check in with how everyone is doing. Um, teach us how to play Dungeons and Dragons, future business relations with China predictions. Well, come on. I mean, anybody who does business with China down the road is, is completely mad. I mean, uh, you know, it's, you know, one of these not so funny stories, which is how on earth did anyone think? Uh, sorry, let me just, I hate to sort of do this in the middle, but uh, since everyone's mentioning that Sargon is around, uh, I'm on a live stream and people are about Sargon and me still uh, 25 minutes from now. Sorry. Sorry about this. Kind of a ridiculous thing. Hey, this is the exciting live stream where you get to watch me do my email. <laughs> How exciting. 
Uh, any chance of a slow mode? Uh, that's a good question. Live stream settings. Sorry, my mod is not uh, uh, not around. Yeah, we could do it. There we go. Sorry about that. I guess we should be happy about the spammers. It means that we're popular, right? Turns out the hypochondriacs were right. Who knew? Uh, well, that's a little bit different from uh, hypochondria and germaphobes. Too. One is about prevention. The other is thinking you already have something. You're an awesome individual, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, future business relations. Yeah, so it turns out that putting all of your eggs in one basket, that basket being a communist dictatorship that live harvests organs from people, it turns out that really wasn't a great idea. And of course, you know, who's to blame? Well, I mean, lots of people are to blame. The media and academia in particular are to blame because they continually covered up the crimes of communist countries to the point where most people are much more comfortable on the left. They're much more comfortable doing business with communist dictatorship China than they are with your average Republican who's a Christian and honorable and quite reliable in many ways. I should talk Hegel with you. Would you like to talk Hegel? Would you guys? It's funny, too, because I had this whole plan for a, a tour of uh, history, like the history of philosophy on the actual locations, but who knows? Who knows? What's crypto going to do now? I believe that crypto is still a good situation because um, crypto, as the American dollar gets weaker and weaker and uh, all of that, uh, I think crypto is going to go up, in my particular hum humble opinion. So where can you find my book on Subscribestar? So when you subscribe, there's a little uh, wait period, and then you can just scroll through the, uh, the feed and you can get it there. It should be a crime to do business with China. Did Steph, uh, I don't know about that. Did Steph get the coronavirus? I did not. Do you see Bitcoin increasing during the pandemic? Well, I don't know about short term, but uh, I think in long term, it's pretty good, right? Watched your interview with Dr. Paul Cottrell earlier. Very enlightening. I agree. He's, uh, he's great. Very interesting. A review of the Fountainhead. That is a great idea. You know, many years ago, on this very show, not on this very... I guess it wasn't video. This was before, long before live streaming. We had a book club and we did some Nietzsche and we did some Rand or some other things and we would read a book and then we would talk about a book and we also did movie night where we'd go and watch a movie then talk about it afterwards. So uh, where's info on how long the virus lasts on various surfaces and temperatures? I've heard up to 10 days to two weeks. You can find that on businessweek.com. Thoughts on growing your own food in the years to come? Uh, you know, it's not a bad thing to get into, but um, I think it's just better to have uh, food that is a little bit more prepared and so on. Steph, it's always a pleasure to tune in. Thank you. Love from Belgium. Thank you guys very much. Stefan, have you ever painted? <laughs> Funny thing, right? So when I was a kid, I was really into painting, particularly landscape painting. And I remember a house was being destroyed down the road from the little apartment where I lived. And there was a door, a big white door, that was uh, kind of half on the sidewalk. And I picked up the door and I dragged the door all the way home and I set it up in my room and I created a giant landscape painting. Yes. I guess that's the kind of kid I was. So, yeah, but not as an adult, really, no. Uh, Mark says, not doing so well. Really stressed. My apologies, that just flipped. Sorry about that. Uh, let me see if I can find that again. Oh, and by the way, uh, I just wanted to mention as well that I've had a number of emails from people who have been really 
phobic about germs and viruses who still have gotten sick. So it is really, really tough. Uh, it is really, really tough. Is Stoicism a philosophy that could help us through these tumultuous times, thought from an Orthodox Christian? That is a good idea. I should look into Stoicism. There is this bizarre belief that people have that somehow life should be without suffering, and all suffering is an interference in life and is some mad deviation from exactly how life should be. And yeah, of course, we don't want constant suffering in our life, and we should be careful not to invite significant suffering into our life. But the reality is that there is going to be a fair amount of suffering in your life. You know, I had to have a tooth extracted uh, because uh, it had, was ankylosed. It had fused with the bone when I was a kid, and uh, it just, you know, I, I, I fought the, the, the uh, extraction as long as I could, but I, I didn't make it. Yeah, it's a, it's a real hassle. And now there's a little bit of a droop because when they drilled up, they, you know, hurt some muscle, got a little bit of a droop here. And, you know, there's just, there's suffering in life. You get older and, uh, you know, I did sprinting races with my daughter the other day. And uh, for the first time I was like, ouch, <laughs> you know, my, my legs hurt a little. So, yeah, there is, there is suffering in life and you should expect that. You should bargain for that. You should include that in the calculations for your life in the same way that you should make sure that you have savings because bad things are going to happen that kind of come out of nowhere. So yeah, I think Stoicism is a philosophy that's helpful, and we should go into more of that in detail. I appreciate that. Shop local. Save the little people. Ignore the globalist super corporations. Yes. Please, please do. Please uh, stop. Um, close. Oh, uh, so yes, we were just messing around with Zoom. Sorry for the delay. Carl is a bit of a tech boomer, as always. He's not a boomer. He's younger than me, isn't he? Yeah, he is. If not, I want his skin cream. Um, why do liberals support nationalism in the third world, but not in the West? Uh, well, because people in the third world generally vote for the left. And I, I don't know why this is hard for people. I've been talking about this for many, many years. I guess it's a bit of a jagged hill, Alanis Morissette style to swallow. But the media and the elites, like, want, they want most of us dead. Like, they literally want most of us dead. When I did the debate with the guy um, from Zero Books, was it? Or Vosh or some, oh no, was it Tom McManus? where, um, Mark McManus, sorry, you want to put me in the ground? Yeah, they want to put us in the ground. Like, they hate everything about it. Because they swallowed the lie that differences in outcome are always the result of exploitation, which means that they hate the successful. It's hatred of the good for being the good. But it, that's an Arandian formulation. It's not quite that. If you believe that all differences in outcome are the result of exploitation, then you are programmed to hate the successful, to join the herd of resentment of uh, the people who resent ressentiment was the way that Nietzsche put it and he did a lot of analysis on this you just hate you see someone successful and you just hate that person and this envy and this resentment was one of the things that Christianity was combating enormously because to want what someone else has is not a bad thing it can be a very good thing it can inspire you and spur you into trying to achieve whatever that person has but if when you want what someone else has if you believe you can't achieve it, then your next impulse is often to bring that down. Now, what happened was, of course, Christianity gave a great gift to those who couldn't succeed in the material world because it said, well, you're last on earth, but you'll be first in heaven. And that it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. So one of the reasons why Christian societies have been able to approach equality under the law Equality of rights, equality of opportunity, not of outcome, which is freedom versus tyranny, 
is because Christianity gave a consolation prize, which of course, if you're Christian, is not a consolation prize, but the first prize of heaven for the people who resented the more able, the more powerful, the more successful. Capitalism, the free market as a whole in Austrian economics, teaches us not to resent the able, but to treasure them as people who make our lives easier. It's going to be a highly competent person who comes up with a vaccine for COVID-19 if such a thing is possible. And that very competent person should be worshipped as restoring a certain sense of delusions of non-fragility to our society. And we should really thank the people, you know, people who resent Jeff Bezos, and you know, the Washington Post, the CIA contract, I get all of that. There's reasons to have issues with Jeff Bezos, but it's actually pretty handy that there's a delivery mechanism for essential goods during a time of pandemic. So instead of hating the wealthy, the successful, the able, the powerful, the confident, we should learn or find ways to uh, love them in a way, right? To, to maybe not love them like they're virtuous, but love them like I love the efficiency and the productivity and the ease that they're bringing to society. Because, you know, everyone's going to say, oh, he says, go love Jeff Bezos or whatever, right? So, finding a way, and of course, too, so the, the love your enemy part, right? Love your enemy, love those you despise, uh, love the sinner, hate the sin. All of those aspects of Christianity, very, very powerful and very absent. You get rid of Christianity, and it does become this Nietzschean will to power, Darwinian struggle of manipulation and control and camouflage and subterfuge and, and propaganda and all of these terrible things that happen when you get rid of the antidote to rage, quit, envy. That is really important. And philosophy and economics, rational economics, remind us that there is something to treasure about the most able among us. And to fall into this pit of resentment and frustration you know, like, I, I can't get a girl as pretty as the rich guy, so to speak, right? So I hate now the rich guy. Well, why don't you find a way to become more attractive, right? You, you can develop your personality. Maybe you work on your physique a bit. Maybe find ways to make a little bit more money. There's things that you can do other than sit in the sort of squalor of your own resentment, which just breeds a festering rage that literally takes down society. Being able, being intelligent, being courageous these days, I mean, you're prey. All of the tall exceptions are prey to the seething egalitarian resentment of late-stage democracy. It becomes dangerous. Literally, for me, it's dangerous to go out in public, particularly to, to give a speech. It's become virtually impossible. You're a marked man. You're a marked woman if you tower above the herd because they haven't learned to love and respect that ability, and they haven't been taught how those abilities help them enormously. I mean... And as far as the, the vaccine goes, look, I'm, I'm no expert in this. This is just what I've read and stuff that I've mulled over. Vaccines, well, they take a long time. I mean, they're talking 18 months. I mean, that is compressing the whole process down to something that is, uh, you know, pretty, uh, pretty dangerous. I, you know, I don't, I don't like 1.0 of any software. I certainly don't like 1.0 of any vaccine. And uh, yeah, they can crush it down. But I remember this just being older, right? I remember being back in the 80s, in the 1980s. People were talking that were getting to work and they were going to have a vaccine for AIDS any day now. 
any day now to get that vaccine for AIDS. They still don't have Now, this mutates less than that, so hopefully there'll be some pluses, but it would be, it's going to be pretty tough. It's going to be pretty tough. All right. Should I invest in antibacterial soaps? Well, it's never a bad idea. Um, but of course, a virus is not a bacteria, right? So, where's Sargon? Yeah, it's coming. Oh, you know what? Let me um, let me do this. Uh, I have. Whoa. Why? Why are you restarting Skype? I don't know. This isn't even 1.0. Although I think I did use Skype 1.0. Oh yes, kids. Let me tell you about Skype 1.0. All right. What do we got here? I got some kind of mess. I never know. Something pops up in my notification bars. Like, I don't know which one of the 12 million ways that people can contact me is, is this coming through from. Oh, the trials. The trials I face, let me tell you. It's really not bad. Uh, yeah, so, you know, if you want to swap over from me to Sargon and I, that would be, uh, that would be great. Um, let's see here. Sorry about this. I just want to make sure I give you guys the link. Uh, unless someone has it here. No, I'm not clicking any links from that chat window. Uh, too many, too many troll bots. Uh, what have we got here? Where did you come from, my message? And, uh, yeah, I hope that you guys... Oh, yeah, here it is. I hope that you guys um, uh, will share these uh, little shorts that I'm doing. Uh, it's funny because the guy who was my producer years ago is like, hey, man, just get an iPhone and just do short videos from your iPhone. I'm like... Ah, uh, yeah, I'll get around to it one day. And uh, I had a good idea the other day, and I didn't want to go boot up the studio and do all that kind of stuff, so I just did a short, and yeah, they're doing pretty well and all that, so. All right, hang on a sec here. Where is, oh, there we go. Uh, there's my stream link. Stream link! All right, here we go. So I'm just going to copy this hyperlink and throw it in the chat. I hope that you will dive over from here and uh, join me with uh with sargon in a few minutes there's the link and let me just post this couple other places uh me me and sargon me and sargon of Akkad. sargon and i sargon and me and uh, you know i had this woman i dated who was very uh very into grammar uh i dated a grammar no that's gonna sound bad um Molyneux, going live, baby! Oh, my God. He's actually, he's got, he's got a nice voice, man. That is the kind of voice that uh, could put a Valkyrie to sleep. In a good way, you know, it's, it's very soothing. That's kind of what I'm saying. All right, so let me post this. Uh, will you guys join me over there? I hope so. That would be kind of cool. And um, any chance of appearing in the Alex Jones show in the near term? I've always liked Alex. Uh, I sympathize with some of his uh, trials and troubles, uh, the ones that, you know, some of the ones were avoidable, some of them uh, were not, and uh, I don't have any uh, any animosity at all. And, uh, you know, give him a ping. I would be happy to, uh, to chat with the, uh, the AJ. Uh, like his beard. <laughs> I like his beard. All right, so I'm just sorry about this. I've completely trailed off on anything particularly useful. But... Um, let me uh, let me just post this, and then I should probably jump off and uh, get myself something to drink. I have uh, been uh, doing a lot of shows lately. A couple of hours on Friday night. I did a long one on Saturday, and 
call-in show on Sunday. Sunday's 11 a.m. for the Subscribestar crew. Uh, on Discord, we do our call-in show. Did a really, really great show about a guy. Uh, had, you know, his father actually, uh, it seems, he claims, was kind of like a predator. And he didn't really realize that until the show. So those kinds of revelations are, are quite exciting. And uh, so uh, that's available, again, on subscribestar.com forward slash redemption. All right, Facebook, do you feel like, uh, no? Yes? No? Uh, new Facebook. Hey, 1.0. Still kind of slow. All right, so I should probably pretend that I'm doing anything. Uh, stop pretending that I'm going to be uh, doing everything useful here. Uh, I'm not going to leave you guys. I am on here uh, for the duration. I mean, it has been a tough freaking business here for the last six months or so since last fall. It has been a tough, tough business, but I am here for the duration. This is a blip, and everything is going to work out. And uh, um, we will come out of all of this as stronger and better people. It's not a thou, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger, that's kind of a hack, but um, how am I holding up? I'm holding up very well. I'm holding up very well. I said nothing about Sargon in the title of the video. What are you talking about? It's not my video. <laughs> I didn't post it. Talk D&D &D with him? Yeah, you know, maybe uh, maybe I should just do a raffle for like a, a join my D&D &D adventure. I, uh, I'm coming up with one because uh, I have some friends uh, who, who really want to play and uh, we haven't played in a while and uh, I may do one uh, over Skype and all of that. So, Stimulus is terrible. Should airlines have to file Chapter 11 like the rest of us? Well, the airlines... Uh, at some point, these goddamn executives are going to have to be taught that it's not a business plan to get money, free money from the government and then buy your own stock and call yourself a business genius. That is uh, literally like trying to make a baby with your opposite hand. So, yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, George Webb. I like George Webb, and you should check him out for sure. Uh, George Webb uh, with two Bs. Uh, if you want to give him a ping and have him come on my show, that would be great. And... Um, yeah, anyone you want me to talk to, um, just sending me an email saying talk to this person. You know, I got to tell you, it may happen, it may not. But uh, the way to, way to do it uh, is set something up and uh, all of that. Let's check in last, just before I take my break here, before I hop over to chat with uh, good old Carl B. Carly B., what have we got here for coronavirus numbers? Yeah, so, you know, I got to tell you, I was originally going to do I was originally going to do an update on coronavirus, but then I actually thought, you know what? I just wanted to see how you guys are doing. And I called it eight, uh, 850,000 because it wasn't 850,000 an hour or so ago. But I was pretty sure that by the end of the live stream on coronavirus, it was going to be 850,000. That's eight minutes to go. And the number is 846,156. Total recovered 176,171. Total deaths, 41,494, and that is not very good at all. Now, this was last updated uh, just an hour and 15 minutes ago, hour and 10 minutes ago. So, yeah, it's uh, 850. Uh, it's, it's really sad how predictable this all is, and it really is quite powerful how uh, appalling math is as a whole in its inexorable march of exponential nature. All right. So, uh, listen, guys, I'm going to jump off here. Please, um, if you're in the community that's on the uh, Discord server, please, please uh, keep in touch with each other. Uh, please check in. 
phone people, Skype people, check in with people you know who are alone. You know, it's one thing to be going through this if you're home with family and, and, and kids and all that, but please, please check on the people you know. It could be aunts, uncles, friends, the incel guy from down the road. Uh, just please, just check in on them. Give them a call. See how they're doing. And that's really important because people can go just a little crazy when they're on their own and they're scared, right? I mean, solitude is all well and good when you're uh, enjoying life and things seem pretty good, but it's pretty, pretty bad to, um, to do that. All right. So, yeah, please check on, on everyone. Can you suggest that Sargon engage more with his viewers? Well, uh, I certainly can. Um, I'm sure he's pretty busy too. Doesn't he have some stepkids? Or... Anyway. All right. Uh, well, listen, thanks guys so much. Um, please stay in touch. Please stay in touch with each other. Please remember to keep your communities going. Please save your money. And I love you guys so much. I can't even tell you. Don't, don't make me get verklept and emotional. But uh, it's a really uh, enormous pleasure to have this chat with you guys. It is an enormous pleasure to be able to bring philosophy uh, to, um, to the world with your support. And uh, it's, uh, it's really, really great. You can follow, find me on Twitch at Free Domain as well. And uh, take care, guys. I will uh, join you over on the Sargon side. And uh, all the best from me here. I'll talk to you soon.